Okay, good morning everybody. Happy to see you all this morning. Today I want to make a special announcement. Few days ago, uh, Bhante Amita's father passed away. Um, so we are going to dedicate this meditation and chanting today for his father, name of his father. So he couldn't uh, go on time for the funeral service, uh, but he's planning to leave tomorrow uh, evening to Sri Lanka. So just keep in uh, your mind his father uh, during this meditation and send all the love and blessing for Amita. And I know it is a difficult time for all of us when our loved one passing away because I had that experience few months ago. My father passed away and I think that's life. So let's do our guided meditation first. Okay, please find a comfortable posture. Keep your back straight, chin up, gently close your eyes. Take few deep, long breaths and let go and relax whole body. Please do it few times. Now send your loving thoughts towards yourself, thinking, I am well, I am happy, I am peaceful. Understand the meaning of each word clearly and deeply then repeat it to yourself.
In the beginning of our loving-kindness practice, we use words. Using words, we are setting our intention. Then intention becomes an action. This is the place and time you are setting your intention for your everyday practice. If you know how to love yourself, it is easier for you to love others. I am well, I am happy, I am peaceful. Now send your loving thoughts towards your family. May all of my family members be well, be happy, be peaceful. Think of them individually by names. Whether they are here in this world or not, still you can practice loving kindness for them. We have difficult family members, challenging situation with them. We all have some negative memories with them. Sometimes we are holding those memories, very difficult to let go. Being here in this beautiful sanctuary, moment you are practicing loving-kindness, 
is it possible for you to change your perspective about them how you think as a person who try to practice loving kindness is it possible for you to forgive them forgiveness is completely letting go without reservations sometimes you don't want to forgive yesterday somebody told me cannot forgive what that mean we love our anger hatred maybe people are enjoying it ask yourself a question do i want to have this hate how long i am going to carry this negative energy oh am i ready to leave it continue my spiritual practice if you cannot forgive to your difficult family members i personally feel something wrong with me i am holding that anger therefore please change your perspective about it <coughs> may they be well may they be happy may they be peaceful <coughs> Now send your loving thoughts towards whole world 
May all living beings be well, be happy, be peaceful. Now slowly turn your attention to your breath, your natural, ordinary breaths. Breath means life. We always breathe in and breathe out. But today, when you are breathing in and out, we are mindful about our breath. It is happening naturally. We are paying our attention to it. I know it is challenging. But anyway, we have to start now, today, this present moment. Sometimes we don't like to focus on our breath. When we focus on our breath, we experience calmness. inner stillness. When we have calm, still mind, we see things as they are. For untrained mind, if you get into that stillness or calmness, first experience is fear. Because we all are scared to the truth or realities. That's why people are keep getting distracted themselves. Now we are here in this beautiful room with like-minded people we call Sangha. Supporting community. Noble, noble community. We all are trying to focus, stay connected. Therefore, in this place, 
feel safe. If you are distracted by your thought or a feeling or a sensation, bring your attention back, back to the breath for present moment. Again and again, each time, if you are distracted, bring your attention back, back to the breath, O present moment.
Now observe your mind, observe your body, your body is relaxed, your mind is calm, tranquil and peaceful. Make a strong determination to practice meditation every day, regularly, with diligence and patience. Understand how important this meditation practice to keep yourself well, happy, peaceful and balanced. May peace be with you. May you be well. May you be happy. May you be peaceful. Thank you very much. Please open your eyes. Now we are going to do our morning chanting. Especially as I said today, we are dedicating this beautiful chanting for Bhante Amita's father who passed away a few days ago. So thinking of Amita and his family, his father, and if you have anybody in your family to think of, Sending blessing and healing, think of them too. Let's chant. Namu tasa bhagavato arehato samma sambuddhasa Namu tasa bhagavato arehato Samma Sambuddhasa Namo Tassa Bhagavato Arehato Samma Sambuddhasa Buddhaṃ Saranaṃ Gacchāmi Dhammaṃ saranaṃ gacchāmi Saṅgaṃ saranaṃ gacchāmi Dutiyampi buddhaṃ saranaṃ gacchāmi Dutiyampi dhammaṃ Saranam Gachami Dutiyampi Sangam Saranam Gachami Tatiyampi Buddhang Saranam Gachami Tatiyampi Dhammang Saranam Gachami Tatiyampi Sangam Saranam Gachami Anichavata Sankara Upadvaya Dhammino Upajitva nirujanti 
ಸಮೋಸುಕೋ ಸಂತೇರಾಂತು ಸಂತ್ಯಾಪಂತು ಸಂತೀಗಂತು ಸಂತೀಯರು ಮನೋಪುಂಗಮ ಮನೋಸೆಟ್ಟ ಮನೋಮಯ ಮನಸಾಚೆ ಪದುಟ್ಟೇನ ಭಾಸತಿ ವಾಕ್ಕಮನ್ವೇತಿ ಶಕ್ಕಂಗ ಮನೋಪುಂಗಮೋಸೆಟ್ಟ ಮನೋಮಯ ಮನಸಾಚೆ ಪಸನ್ನೇನ ಭಾಸತಿ ವಾಕ್ಕರೋತಿ ವಾಕ ಮನ್ವೇತಿ ಛಾಯಿ we believe
So again, so happy to see you all this morning. Um, last week I was in Florida. I love that weather. <laughs> so I don't want to come back to Chicago, but I don't have options. So anyway, I have to come back. So I'm here. Now just deal with it, right? <laughs> so I can complain about it every day because I really don't like the weather cold. And so, I think uh, once I shared this story with you all, but anyway, every day when I'm thinking about this story, I feel good, I learn something new, always something different wisdom I receive. So this story, when I was young monk, I studied in the school and my classes, my textbook. That time I didn't get it, just a story. But it is now when I'm thinking more and more, it is more beautiful and profound for me. The fourth century in the Mahayana Buddhist tradition, that time it was on the peak of the teaching of the Mahayana tradition. There was a great uh, college in India. It is called the Nalanda College. Lots of monks and uh, Buddhist scholars are there and studied. And later years, some extremists uh, destroyed that whole college. And that school library, they burn it down. It took three months to destroy it. That many books were there. So anyway, during that time, there are great uh, sage uh, monks were teaching that school. And one monk, his name was Asanga. He was so famous. And his brother monk, also called the Vasubandhu, they both became monks early age and practiced, became a great scholar monks. And they become a sage. In, uh, during that time in India. So this Asanga, when he was young, he became a monk. And he was thinking, he wants to experience loving-kindness during his meditation practice. Power of loving-kindness. That's what he was thinking. Right after he get all the information to practice meditation, learn from his gurus and uh, masters, he went to the forest and practice meditation five years, very intensive meditation five years to experience loving-kindness. So that means he wants to see Maitriya Bodhisattva. Who is the Maitriya Bodhisattva? Person who is going to be the Buddha in future. We call the Maitriya. Maitriya means loving-kindness. That's the name of the future Buddha. So then he was thinking the concept, the idea about loving-kindness, he wants to experience and also he really want to see him. So having that intention, he meditated five years in the forest. So after five years of meditation, no luck. He didn't see Maitriya, he didn't see loving-kindness, no clue, no experience. He was so angry and disappointed, he was thinking, I'm going to give up. Then he walked out from the forest and walking on the street, and 
So actually, when he was coming out from the forest, he saw a bird, like a crow. He wants to go to his nest. Something happened. His nest was deep inside the rock. That night or that day, the two rocks came together that the door has become very small. He cannot go in. This poor bird, trying to make this hole bigger using his feather, like this, rubbing that big rock. Why he wants to do it? He wants to go and see his babies. Then Asanga, he saw that what he is doing, this bird. Then he felt, I am not a great monk. This bird is better than me. He never give up. So there is a lesson from bird. I had to go back to the forest. I had to meditate to having intention to see the Lord Maitreya or loving kindness. Then he did another three years meditation, very intensive. Keep trying to experience loving kindness. No clue after three. He was so mad. He said, this is it, I'm going to give up. That now he is coming down from the forest. Then he saw from the big boulder, big rock, water dripping. So then he saw there is a big pond, you know, like a hole on the rock. Then he was thinking, how many thousands of years this water dropping drop by drop make this big ball on that rock. So that means it takes time. I have to be patient. I have to go back. Then he returned to the forest and did another three years meditation. What is the purpose? He wants to see the Lord Maitreya loving kindness in person. After three years later, no luck. <laughs> now think about it. It's so disappointing. Keep trying so hard. Then he said, no. Doesn't work. I have to go to the forest. Go out from the forest. So then he is coming out. Now he's walking in the village. Then he saw older man using a feather rubbing a big iron bar using a feather. You can just imagine. Then he was looking at this old man and asked, what are you doing? Then he said, I need a needle. I really need to have a needle to sew my clothes. So why I am rubbing this big iron bar from this feather? I want to make a needle. Then this sage, Asanga, he was laughing. Are you kidding? <laughs> you are foolish. How long is take rubbing in this iron bar using this feather to make the needle? Then that man said, I am totally fine with that. I have patience. <laughs> I have patience. I can wait. Now he's keep rubbing that big iron bar. Then this monk was thinking, what I did last many years in the forest? He is the sage. He is the great man who is practicing. I am a failure. I had to go back. He went back to the forest and did another three years, you know, intensive meditation, 
having idea, I am going to see Lord Maitreya, loving kindness. After three years, no luck. So, then he thought, this is my last try. I go back to the city, then he went and walking in the really busy area. So, so disappointed, so upset, so sad, he doesn't know what to do. Then he saw sick dog, very sick, wounded, lots of um, worms are there. Then he was so compassionate for this poor animal. Then he was thinking, I want to heal him. Kneel down in front of that dog and try to remove those worms using his fingertips. So it is so rough for that dog. He is screaming, having pain. Then he was thinking, my fingers are too rough, doesn't work. What can I do? I have to give him some comfort. He kneeled down and used his tongue to remove them. In that moment, from that wound, white light radiating from that wound, and there was a person appeared in front of, in front of him. Then Asanga, this sage, asked, Who are you? <laughs> then that person who appeared from that wound, he said, I am the Lord Maitreya. He was so mad. <laughs> then he was telling that man, I was looking for you so many years. I practice meditation every day, five years, three years, three years, three years, so many years. More than 12 years I did. You didn't show up. Why you coming, popping out from this wound? He was screaming and yelling, the Lord Maitreya, loving kindness. Then the loving kindness, the Lord Maitreya, he smiled lovingly. Then he said, I was there next to you every single day, but you didn't see it. You didn't see it. And also, why you couldn't see it, you didn't do the right thing to see me. <laughs> so today, finally, you did the right thing. That's why I show up in front of you. You didn't do the right job. Now, think about this story. So then, after he experienced this, he was extremely happy. Why? Finally, he experienced loving-kindness in action, not on the cushion. <laughs> so then, having that joy, he asked, Lord Maitreya, I want to do something for you. Then Maitreya asked, what do you want to do? Can I carry this sick dog on my shoulder and walk and running around the city and with joy and love and telling everybody, I saw Lord Maitreya. Then Maitreya said, do whatever you want. <laughs> Doesn't matter for me, already you experience it. Now this sage, this great Buddhist monk carrying that sick dog smelled so bad carrying on his shoulder and running around all over the city and with joy. 
than everybody. Now think about today you are carrying a sick dog and walk around the square. If I see it, you are carrying a dog like that, oh my God, I'm making my judgment. <laughs> I'm making my judgment, something wrong. Why is carrying that dog? We always looking at that person. So then everybody laughing at him, you know, making jokes, he's crazy, why he's doing that? Every time people are joking and laughing and, you know, yell at him, he said, I am not carrying a sick dog. I am not. I am carrying a Maitriya Bodhisattva. He's on my shoulder right now, Maitriya Bodhisattva. But all of us see what? Sick dog. Then he said, no, I am carrying Maitriya Bodhisattva. But people say, no, no, no. Are you crazy? You are carrying a sick dog. Then one elderly woman came to him and said, Dear son, what's wrong with you? Why are you carrying this sick dog? Then respectfully, this monk said, Mom, I am not carrying this sick dog. You don't see I am carrying a Maitri, a Bodhisattva? Then that old lady laughed. Now this monk keep trying to convince all the people in the city, I am carrying Maitriya Bodhisattva. But all the people, they see what? Sick dog. But people think they are untra you know, untrained mind, they think it's a sick dog. But that trained mind he has after realization, what he sees? Maitriya Bodhisattva. What are the lessons we can learn from this story? First one, this is my realization. After I or you realize something, after you attained some kind of enlightenment, don't have expectation, whole world come to you and appreciate it and you are doing a great job. <laughs> Everybody thinks right after you turn into something different, Everybody thinks you are lunatic. You are crazy. Even after I experience something, when I express to somebody <laughs> with love and intention, they think something wrong with me. After I say something good about it, if other people, whole world telling me I'm crazy, I'm totally fine. Why? I cannot express using my limited words what I experience. What Buddha said, whatever I realize, I understand under the Bodhi tree, I cannot express using my limited words to the world. Therefore, he was thinking, I don't want to teach. Why people cannot understand? Why most of people are in the world are crazy. So they cannot understand. So, first lesson. After you experience something, something good inside you, if you want to express to the world, please do it. But don't have expectation they are going to support you. They all thinking you all are crazy. This makes sense to everybody? Why is that they cannot understand what you are talking about? 
So after they don't appreciate your journey, what you experience, how do you feel? You feel if you feel disappointed, that means what you experience is not right. <laughs> after they are criticizing you, still you feel confident, hundred percent confident about your journey. You don't feel bad. Why? That confidence is not shaking. It is so powerful. You, you feel nobody cannot change this because this is my inner true life experience. So that's the first lesson. What are the second one? What are the other lessons you can learn? Anything you hear? I can give. Huh? Compassion. Okay, compassion. So compassion. How? Just a word. No, in action. So, what he was doing in the forest? He was practicing. He was thinking. He is practicing. So, I am always reminding people: don't listen to my words, okay? And here in this country, we have so many addicts. Among the spiritual community, we have another addicts. I call the cushion addicts. People are so used to sit on the cushion. So I am sitting on the cushion, practicing meditation one hour every day. So happy, you know, wonderful. But I can see dogs and cats also sitting on the cushions. <laughs> Sometimes people sending me pictures. Oh, my cat is meditating. <laughs> my dog is meditating today. So I can sit like. Here, you know, this posture, like two hours, no problem, because most of my life I used to sit like this. But same time, be honest. These all monks know about that. We can sleep really well, <laughs> like this. I can do really good job sleeping like this. <laughs> so, but people when they are looking at me, they think, "Oh, Bhante Sujarth is doing a great meditation." But I know I am sleeping. <laughs> So that means if you see people are sitting on the cushion, don't make the judgment they are doing a great meditation. Maybe they are not. They are maybe sleeping. So real practice, real compassion in action. So now think about the monk Asanga. Right after he got the village, when he saw that sick dog, then he start to put that loving kindness in action. Then he experienced the loving kindness, true loving kindness, and he experienced the future Buddha, Lord Maitreya. That's another beautiful thing. What else? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really good point too. We all are interconnected, but our final realization by ourselves. <laughs> huh? Forgiveness. Yes, another one is the forgiveness. So make sure we can practice like this all together. Everybody is supporting, but 
my realization and your realization is so unique but it is really inner experience person to person it is different but we need the support we all are connected that dog is the buddha that dog is the loving kindness all the experience we going through in our life we learn something beautiful and also other lesson is effort he was trying first 5 years didn't work 3 years 3 years 3 years 3 years didn't work so all these people are thinking i had to work so hard to get this done but it is too much effort it doesn't work is it too less effort it doesn't work so that effort has to be harmonious sometimes people say it's a right effort when you say right effort there is a wrong effort in this effort there is no right or wrong it has to be harmonious it's like a playing a guitar it is too tight doesn't work too soft doesn't work it has to be in the moderation you know so what are the other lessons come to your mind right yeah now you can see the power of the community power of the society power of the sangha you know we call the sangha is a community so we are really angry for this society because difficult and challenging annoying people you know very challenging place to live so hard many years in the forest because my experience don't misunderstand my words i have seen so many people i am not against to it trying so hard being in the forest when you go to the forest and talking with them they are so sweet and kind and loving and wonderful suddenly they come to the society they feel they are not connected to this place anymore they cannot live in the society i know one young man he went to the deer park monastery you know the tiknathans monastery i met him in las vegas he was there 12 years secluded you know by himself and practicing meditation then he returned home to las vegas <laughs> he couldn't stay even one week he was upset he was mad then what i experienced instead of practicing meditation what he did he he was repressing controlling his mind so when we are repressing and controlling we feel we are doing really well why we don't have comparison i had the same experience i used to live in very traditional theravadic background in sri lanka then i came to detroit and i was running the you know the temple in detroit outside of detroit then i came out from that traditional background <laughs> then i returned to uh, you know i came to illinois 
then first time one evening with group of my friends i went to downtown <laughs> first time i never had those kind of experiences when i go to the downtown ooh wow <laughs> i felt this is not right something wrong in my mind i realized what the heck i did last many years then i realized instead of practicing and realizing myself my emotions my inner self i repressed therefore some situation some people are being in the society they are expressing other group of people being in the forest and meditation centers are they are suppressing they both are doing two extremes practicing two extreme therefore if you go to the forest and do it is great experience away from the society and same time after you done you come to the society and put your practice in this society if you can experience you are doing wonderful that means your practice is getting better now for me it doesn't matter i am living in the forest i am living in the middle of the downtown in chicago doesn't matter for me if i am sitting on the cushion or not doesn't matter for me it doesn't matter for me how long i am going to practice meditation it doesn't matter for me because it's always matter to me how i process myself how i see things how i hear things how i experience with my senses how my reactions are so therefore what i am asking you today sitting on the cushion please practice 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 if you go outside experience it so like what asanga is doing i think you all are we all are doing the same thing <laughs> why you are keep coming to the blue lotus temple now how many people are you know told me you know when i come to the temple i am so happy and peaceful right after i walk out from this door i am distracted so keep going back i don't give you a permanent residency here <laughs> actually temple is not your permanent residency <laughs> some people love to stay at the temple i kick you out all of you <laughs> if you are attached to this cushion i don't i remember long time ago one lady who practiced meditation when we were at the basement <laughs> even before we get this building after meditation she came to and crying and complaining about her cushion i asked about what cushion bante last 5 6 years every day i am the first one come into meditation i am sitting first row third cushion every day today i came little late somebody was sitting on my cushion <laughs> they know this is my cushion <laughs> they know this is my cushion i don't know you know that person is sitting on my cushion they know i am sitting on this cushion now she is complaining about it to me then i ask who said this is your cushion did you pay for it i ask her she said no i i was just sitting there many years sitting there she was thinking that's her cushion but it is not 
Then she was thinking, that's her meditation. That's her salvation, that's cushion. That cushion is not her salvation. I said, okay, I totally understand. If you didn't pay for that cushion, if you didn't bring that cushion, that's not your cushion. How about this? Let's make a plan. Now on, <laughs> so you cannot sit on that cushion. How about you sit on the different cushions? She said, okay, but I don't like it. I need my cushion. I said, no, I'm the boss. <laughs> so you have to listen to me. I'm the boss. And so you can sit on the different cushions. So then we make the plan. I cannot tell everybody. Now I, every day when she comes to the meditation, I'm kind of looking at her and watching and observing. Now she doesn't want to sit on the different cushions. But anyway, I'm looking at her. She's sitting in different places, sometimes on chairs. She's doing good. Very interesting, our behaviors. Once in a while, nobody's sitting on her cushion. Then automatically, she go to that cushion. One day, she was sitting on that cushion. I thought, this is my day. Uh, Sometimes I'm so mean. I'm very sorry. <laughs> and I saw she's sitting on that cushion. She's a kind of regular member to the temple. I don't think she's not here today. And so... <laughs> Then one day she was sitting on that cushion. I said, excuse me, could you please stand up? There is a person came a little late. Can you offer that cushion to you? You know, that person. Then later she came to me and said, Bhante, I hate you. <laughs> I know, even she said that to me, I know she loves me. <laughs> I don't like what you are doing. Then I said, even you are hating me, I love you. Then she said to me, you gave me the lesson. So therefore, sitting on the cushion thinking, you know, this is my perfect meditation practice. When you come to the temple, this is my perfect meditation. No, real meditation is in the world. Real meditation is, you know, the world. Keep coming to the temple like what Asanga did, keep going to the forest. Then experience in life. Otherwise, after many years of meditation, finally, one day, you will die. No life experiences. I realized, I made the decision, I don't want to die on my cushion. I want to die in the world with right wisdom in my mind, in front of all the people. I think that's the best way to do. I think that's the best meditation. Any thought, any questions? Okay, then after you go home, carry your dog on your shoulder. <laughs> and maybe people will think you are crazy, but don't feel bad. Why? You feel confident about your journey. Okay, thank you so much. Tyler? <clears throat> Me? I had to come back. I 
I'm sorry, I just couldn't resist. As he sits at the front in the same cushion for 20 years, it's all decorated. Uh, <laughs> just keeping it real, folks. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Uh, it's so nice to see all of you. <laughs> I know you're not. <laughs> Uh, first off, on behalf of our whole community, Bante Amita, we're sending you and your family all the blessings. We know this is a hard time. We're so grateful you get to leave tomorrow, and we're going to miss you for the next three months while you're in Sri Lanka being with your family and doing the Dana ceremonies. And uh, although that we're grateful you're going to be there, all of us are a little bit scared about how we're going to have Taste of Sri Lanka without you. So um, anybody who was on the fence about volunteering, we need you now more than ever. <laughs> because uh, we're going to miss a monk that helps us a lot. So we have just a couple announcements. Tomorrow, um, Bhante Sujatha will have his virtual morning coffee, uh, and it's going to be via Zoom uh, at 10 AM. So you can register on Eventbrite, uh, Eventbrite, and the link will be emailed to you one hour prior to the start. So please uh, join if you'd like to do that. And that's just a more casual conversation, right, Bhante? Talk loud since you no longer have a microphone. Yes. Perfect. Um, also tomorrow, Bhante Badia will be hosting uh, a Dharmapada class online at 11 a.m. So you can have uh, Bhante Sujatha at 10 and then the next Bhante at 11. You can register on Eventbrite. Uh, the link will be emailed to you also prior to the class. And then Bhante, will you talk about your day retreat on the 21st? Yes, 21st, I'm the, the day of gratitude before Thanksgiving. Now we almost have 30 people so lunch is it's $55 at requested donation uh, uh, vegan and gluten-free lunch will be included in that registration and so you can purchase at the gift shop or on Eventbrite and because we are preparing lunch uh, we would really appreciate sooner than later if you're considering it so we can uh, be prepared. And then um, last year, because of the pandemic, we missed really what a lot of people describe as their favorite event of the year here, which is our New Year's blessing. This year we get to do it. It's going to be on December 11th from 4 to 7 p.m. We're going to have many uh, monks visiting from all over the country. Um, so those of you who've been here before know, those of you who are new to us uh, or missed our New Year's uh, blessings in the past, we have um, lots of visiting monastics come in. We have an evening filled with chanting and a little ceremony and meditation. We have the bathing of the Buddha, uh, where we um, all sort of set our sankalpa, or our departed intention for the next year, uh, with the Buddha in sort of a procession and a little ceremony. You'll get a blessing, blessing bracelet from our visiting monks, uh, and just a really beautiful evening. So please uh, think about coming for that. We uh, do support the monastics that uh, travel here for us. So uh, we like to donate um, as much as we can. This year we've made a commitment to try to give each of them about $150 just to help with some of their travel expenses. Those of you who have um, 
stepped over the threshold of Target know that $150 probably is just a token gesture of what it takes to get them here. So we'd really appreciate anybody who's able, if you can sponsor a whole monk or a part of a monk, we have sponsor, sponsor sheets up on the table right by Aaron. And uh, so please consider making a, a special gratitude donation towards the monk's visit for our special evening. I think that's it. We have uh, no Sri Lankan lunch today. Uh, we'll resume that shortly, so keep watching the great newsletter that Tessa puts together, and uh, wish you all well. Thanks. Yeah, I have um, a few words to say. Uh, I think this is my responsibility as a leader to explain these things to uh, our community. So the monks, we raise in the very traditional uh, Buddhist community, and coming to this country, adjusting to this culture is challenging. So, however, uh, because now I'm traveling, uh, you know, last week I was in Canada, and I was uh, sitting with all the traditional monks background again. It's very interesting. I was thinking how much, you know, the lots of effort we put to adjusting to this community, the Blue Lotus Temple. That's why we are doing really well. Always monks are asking me, what is the secret for the success of the Blue Lotus Temple? Because they always see lots of people coming here to meditate, and they always asking me those questions. So I'm so grateful to all our monastic, their commitment, what they are doing, and also uh, local people, sometimes people are thinking monks are paid. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this is not our full-time job. We are not paid. Uh, so that means, you know, the whatever people are donating, that's how we survive. So if people are not donating to help and support the monks, very difficult for us to continue. Because when I was in Sri Lanka, I didn't have a bank account. You know, I didn't worry about the money. Because no need to, why people do their job, we do our job. But here, culturally, it is different. Now I have to put the gas, I have to drive the car, I have to pay the car insurance, you know, run a temple, it's a, you know, big job. So anyway, so this chanting, you know, it's a beautiful event that night. You know, the, we have 12 to 15 monks are coming because it's a once a year. Therefore, we need lots of your help and support to sponsor these monk, uh, monks who are coming from out of state and some are driving from Pennsylvania. And so, therefore, please consider to support where you can. Then we can appreciate their time and energy with, uh, you know, their compassion, uh, what they are doing for the world. And also, I realize wearing this robe and walking around the city or walking around the world and also it is the practicing loving kindness. Every time when I'm in a robe and people see me at the airport, always somebody come and sit next to me and asking questions. Therefore, your support, uh, your words, your encouragement for us is very important, especially these young monks, because I'm an old monk now. <laughs> <laughs> And so they need your courage and support to continue this journey. So thank you so much, Mr. President, and thank you so much, everybody, for coming a uh, few weeks. I am at the temple, and every Saturday, very difficult to, um, you know, go away. Baddi is giving me a really hard time. And uh, he's keep telling me, you have to be at the temple, give the Dharma talk, otherwise they, are, they get mad with me. Finally, I made the uh, decision whole this month, every Saturday, I'm going to give the talk. <laughs> that means they are in trouble too. <laughs> so anybody new today? <laughs>
New people, please uh, introduce yourself. Welcome Sarah, to Blue Lotus, welcome. Sarah. Anybody? Uh, Jason. Jason, Jason, welcome. welcome. Anybody? Uh, welcome to Blue Lotus. Mark, welcome. David, welcome. David, welcome. I'm Emily, welcome. Welcome. Catherine? Okay, welcome. welcome. Anybody? Jessica, Jessica welcome. Welcome, Jessica. Okay. Anybody? Brianna. Brianna, welcome. Welcome. Okay, Erica, welcome. If, you know, new people I'm asking, there is an email list there, you know, there's a book, and please write your name and email address for our newsletter. Okay, that's it? Yep, thanks everybody. Thank you.